Hey, loves. Welcome back to Sierra and Ryan. Talk the talk. Sierra and Ryan is all about putting book talkers at the center of the story. And we're here to find out all the main character moments in your life. Starting with these two main characters, my name is Ryan at Rye underscore Brary on TikTok. And my incredible co-host is... Sierra, also at CCB Reading on TikTok. Now, uh, me and Ryan are both book talkers who are part of this amazing community. And we want to get to know all about you guys who are part of the community as well. Absolutely. And each episode, we'll bring a new book talker in, in a deep dive into their personal lives, try to get to know them a little bit behind the screen. Uh, in the middle, we're going to ask a little bit of show and tell. So something from the shelves, maybe a book recommendation or something that tells us about them a little bit more. And then we're going to close it out with some quick wit rapid fire at the end of the interview. And hopefully by the end, we know some of our favorites a little bit better. Yes. And today's guest, who I'm really excited about because he's very different from anyone I think we'll ever have on the show so far. And that is Panic Kyle. Kyle Johnson at Panic Kyle. Yes. I'm really excited. I thought it was going to be great to have him because he's like more like a literary on the literary side. And he's like, he's completely different from any. I don't think I follow anyone else who's like him. Do you? No. And in truth, I am a, this is a Jeopardy house here. Uh, and so since following Kyle, I am loving all of the little quizzes. There are literally some where there is the doo-doo-doo behind. I don't want to copyright, but uh, the Jeopardy theme song behind, and it's really cool. And I love that kind of trivia. I've been wrong for a bunch of them. But in general, I think there are there's so many interesting things there. And I'm a classics. We've talked about this a lot. Yes, we have. I do. I love the classics. Wishbone got me hooked up at a very young age. And so... <laughs> The obsession, yes, wishbone. The obsession continued, and um, I think I'm excited for anyone that um, kind of analyzes and dives in. It's really interesting to me, and there's a couple different um, things that Kyle's done as well with punctuation, and Mm. it's very fascinating stuff. He has a really, I I find his page to be very um, diverse in like kind of the the things that he offers, and like you said about the quizzes, I love the quizzes get them wrong Same. just about all the time too but you know what i like to feel like i might know something so i participate anyway um and he has a really uh, awesome way of like his voice is really calm so it, yeah. he kind of like explains things and it makes you feel like you, you've taken something away from him whenever you watch his tiktoks i don't know about you but that's how i feel so i think it's gonna be awesome and i can't wait to see you guys hit it off about classics i'm just gonna be on the side like oh look at this that's so cute <laughs> Now, listen, my wishbone knowledge of classics could versus Kyle, it could be way over my head, but I'm here. Okay. I'm going to participate as much as I can. So. I know, right? We're, we may be in over our heads, but I think we're going to have a great time nonetheless. I think so, too. I'm excited to bring him in. Well, friend, are you ready to, uh, to talk? I think we shall. Let's talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Our guest is here. Ryan and I are so excited. Kyle from Panic Kyle, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. So, you know, we were kind of debating on who we should have on the show as part of like our very first season. And I was like, Kyle has to be on this show. He's completely different from everyone that I follow on TikTok. So I love your content. I love what you do. I'm just really excited to have you on the show. So I really appreciate you. Um, I do want to get started by asking you, why TikTok? How do we get there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I started creating on TikTok about a year ago. It might actually be exactly a year ago. And um, for a few months, you know, I downloaded TikTok just during the pandemic, uh, enjoying other people's videos. And I think when it came to book talk, which is what I was kind of gravitating toward, um, I was noticing that maybe I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it. I still liked everybody that I followed. I still liked their their posts and engaged with them. But it was a lot of, um, you know, kind of panning over your whole stack of books and 
uh, it'd be like a 15 second video and nobody was actually going into depth with any passages in the books or what they were really about. It was mostly just about people's opinions about what they were reading. Um, and so I was reminded of this Toni Morrison quote that I love, and it's, it's kind of become my mantra. And I don't know the, the exact quote, but it's something like, if there's a book that you wish to read and it has not been written, you must be the one who writes it. Yes. So I kind of took that to heart and thought, well, if I'm not getting really what I'm looking for out of TikTok, maybe I should just be the one to do what I'm looking for. So that's what started it all. Um, the first post that I made was about The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, mm -hmm. which I enjoyed. Um, the first post that really blew up was my post about The Stranger by Albert Camus. Mm -hmm. And that was a surprise. I found that most of the videos that do the best are ones that I don't put as much work into. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same for you all, oh, yeah. but yes. that... Um, that video about the stranger, I think I was like about to go on a bike ride and I thought I should just make this video real quick and then I get to go on the bike ride. So I, I took about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes to make that video. And then when I came back from the bike ride, I saw that I had gotten like 400 new followers all of a sudden. Wow. And then it just continued. So I think just from that video alone, I probably got 15 or 20,000 followers. So that was a big surprise. Um, I didn't actually think that anybody would care about what I was posting. Most of the most of the time, I kind of just approached TikTok as I'm going to use this as kind of a video journal of what I'm reading and maybe my thoughts about the reading, how to interpret it and stuff like that. So I still kind of keep that philosophy today. Um, in a way, I don't really care if people see the videos or not. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A thousand. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of like just circling, going back for what you said about like putting the least amount of work into something. I think that TikTok's like a really great platform for that. I call it like the platform for like mistakes and really true authenticity and honesty, because it's like the more you are as yourself, it seems like the, the more viral you can go. So that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it's so too. too that um, fast videos tend to be the five, six, seven seconds tend to be the ones where people really amass a lot of followers. And you're now at 68,000. And the majority of your content is long form. And I think it just speaks to the fact of what you said that if you create it, people will come. Mm -hmm. um, I am not having the, the same I any video that I talk for more than I think, five seconds. I have zero like engagement, but it's all the stuff that I love. And so to your point, I don't really care either. I think keeping that just record of what I was reading and what I was doing is the best part. But there are a few accounts, I think, that really dive into that long form like yours that really, really are so fascinating. Um, your punctuation posts, I find really beautiful. I love art. Uh, so on the looking at it when you were talking about the speed of a novel. So um, for everyone that is listening, Kyle has some punctuation posts on TikTok where all of the words are removed and just the punctuation from these novels are left um, and some really, really incredible ones. But it's interesting just to see how spaced out some stuff is or how condensed um, and to your points that you've made in your videos, how that affects the tone of what that um, novel looks like just from one kind of airdrop page. Um, how did you get started in that, and where do you find those punctuation pictures? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember how I found that, but um, that's another video, by the way, that it probably took me 10 minutes. I was about to go, I don't know, eat lunch on a Sunday or something. Wanted to knock that video out before I left. So it really took me 10 or 15 minutes, and I think it, at this point, that video has the most views out of any video on my page. Oh, wow. Um, and that's also one that's not, I wouldn't call it necessarily long form. I think that video is about 30 seconds long. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of just in general, my own, I don't know if it's my own personality, but I have an interest in punctuation already. Um, I think that you can get a lot of, you can interpret a lot out of a novel or a writing style just based on that aspect. Um, and it's something that I, I've thought about before and kind of made some comparisons between authors. Um, 
So I don't know, I may have just stumbled upon it on a Google search or something, um, searching, you know, punctuation style in Charles Dickens or something like that, and came across, yeah, this, this guy who I think he, at the time that he created this algorithm that would make these that would extract the, the words from a text and just leave the punctuation. I think that he was going to MIT at the time and he had done a lot of work um, with that algorithm alone and then also the algorithm that would convert each punctuation into a different color. And it kind of created wow. these um, pieces of art in a way. Yeah. That's really awesome. I do have a question. So mm -hmm. literary, to, to choose that, is that something that was just always in you or did you go to school for English or or or, or why or why choose to I mean because you 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 like rip apart text and I love that about your page like you, you kind of like break it down and that's always something I've been interested in personally but but why why do you do that like is that something that's always been in you was that taught to you was it instilled in you I'm just kind of curious um well, so Sierra, you you know a little bit about this because we talked about this on, on my podcast a little bit, but um, you wouldn't know this from TikTok, but most of my academic background is actually in the field of music. Um, so I did English in undergrad, but then at the master's and doctorate level, I, I studied the field of music. Um, but I think just in general, my personality is one that I like to analyze things. I, I love puzzles. I like kind of figuring things out on a very mechanical level. Uh, and that, that translates into music theory and music history and stuff like that as well. Um, but I'll, I'll back up even more from there and tell you all that when I was growing up, uh, my, my mom was a single mother and she was, we didn't have much money. So I think that a lot of times she was just wondering what we, what we could do together that was affordable. Mm. Um, so her solution was to take me to the library every week. So I kind of grew up in that environment and, you know, recognized the librarians, got recommendations from them, met people, friends, young people at the library. And so it always was kind of a safe space for me. Um, I think even now, you know, I'm involved in my public library now, and I still think of it, of it that way. I also consider myself to be very introverted and so just having a place like that, that is quiet, that's uh, controlled, that um, has this knowledge, which I, you know, it's a, a place for knowledge, which I really respect. Um, I don't know, the library has always been one of my favorite places. And maybe my mom was the one who laid the groundwork for that. Um, but yeah, going back to your question of why I'm more analytical in my approach. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just fascinated with this question of if I like something that I read or if I really dislike something that I read. Uh, my first response for myself is what is it exactly about the text that's making me feel that way? Mm -hmm. And so maybe my, my posts and this uh, bent towards analysis is my way of hopefully trying to answer that for myself. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I love that story about your mom. Absolutely. I think um, Sierra also has a, a reader for a mom and um, same with the, mine was all like um, FBI stories and that kind of stuff. And but she was reading all of them as wild. So um, but I love that. Yeah. Well, see, the ironic part is that my mom is actually not really much of a reader. Um, <laughs> she was looking I mean, for she something for you to do. Just smart. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she would probably say she reads the Bible, which is okay. also ironic just with my own beliefs um, that I'm her spawn. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that she she's told me before that she feels like she buys a ton of self-help books and ends up reading like 10 pages and never finishes them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of the complete opposite. You know, I read a lot of everything, although I tend to dislike self-help books and I don't read the Bible. <laughs> I don't like self-help books. Same. <laughs> <laughs> another, um, another great um, post, and then I do want to ask some um, non-bookish little personal questions, but I, I do have a quiz question for you, Kyle. Mm -hmm. I, um, I love your, um, name your Name That Author posts. I have been wrong, I think, both times uh, as I 
checked my own answers in the comments or was just completely like, oh, I'm not sure. But I have one for you if you are willing to indulge. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Kyle, name that author. This author, named after Ralph Waldo Emerson, was the first black author to win the National Book Award in 1952. Ralph Ellison. <laughs> I told okay. you. I, I told you. I told you he was going to get, get it. it. I told you. <laughs> I told you. And I Kyle, tell the people down. what the book was. Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. I should have put a bet down. I should have put a bet down. Dang, I should have gone for my harder. Okay, Kyle, let me ask my harder question. Also, okay. 1952. In this 1952 classic play by Samuel Beckett, who are Dee Dee and Go Go waiting for? Ghetto. Damn, Kyle is smart <laughs> as shit. Dang, Kyle. Kyle, what's your star sign? Um, is that my horse Astrological, sign? Astrological, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius and Scorpio. Wow. Oh, very, very deep thinking. Very ah, interesting. Love that. Does that very so does that uh, it does. illuminate your <laughs> questions? I could make about it all me? connect if I wanted to, so sure. <laughs> <laughs> That is too fun. Oh, wow. A little bit on a lighter note, um, Kyle, I have, um, outside of books, I've seen that you have spent a good amount of time that I've seen traveling and outdoors at the beach. Um, What does Kyle do when he's not reading? Yeah, so like I mentioned, um, music is still a big component of my life. So I I still play the piano. I perform a bit. Um, But, you know, in the normal times before COVID, I was probably going to a couple concerts a week. So I live in the Washington DC area. So there is that that kind of outlet. Um, there's a ton of theater companies and musical groups and stuff like that. So um, I try to do that a lot, just kind of consuming culture. Um, I don't know, I like exercise. I'm, I used to be a big biker and a swimmer. Um, but yeah, reading, music, exercise, vegetarian cooking. I've just gotten into these uh, meal kits, you know, like HelloFresh, because I realized that I hate to cook. Uh, Me and you both. And I've tried. I loved HelloFresh, but I didn't like yeah. the other one with the, the orange, the orange box. I can't think of their mm-hmm. name. I, I need I want to try them all because, you know, they offer um, promotions for like the first few weeks of your sure. getting the boxes. <laughs> so I want to just go down the line and like get the free boxes and then cancel. But uh, I... Uh, <laughs> You know, the thing about cooking is I hate the entire process. I hate figuring out what to cook. I hate going to the grocery store. I can never find anything in the grocery store. I hate the actual cooking. I hate the cleanup. And then usually the stuff that I used to make ended up not even being that good. So it was like, oh, I just did all this work and the food's not that good. I feel like you're in my head. I feel like you're in my kitchen as well. I, it's Cooking is a pain point for me as well, and I hate it so much. That's why I tried HelloFresh, but I found it to be a little bit too expensive. So I was like, I, I could probably figure this out on my own. But it's got its pros and its cons for sure. But I wanted to ask you, what, so you said you were, before before a pandemic, you were going to quite a few concerts. I'm interested to know what kind of music you were like. What kind of concerts you were Great going question. to? What kind of music do you listen to? Because you play the piano, so I'm just trying to figure out like, <laughs> What, what you know what's your style what's your vibe um so when you uh, traditionally when you get a degree in music that means that you are trained classically so that's most of my background and so um it's that type of concert most of the time that i'm going to i will say that uh one of my favorite venues is actually at the library of congress they have a concert concert hall there yeah. um, and i served as an usher just a volunteer usher for a few concerts before the pandemic but um, they have they have quite a diverse selection of stuff that's coming through there so there's classical there's um world music there i think that they had an event with garth brooks um, and his wife, which was kind of cool to see. Um, there was an event with the current poet laureate of the United States who also writes music. Mm-hmm. And so she was performing oh, some of her gosh. music. Um, so yeah, I'm really open to, to everything, uh, especially when it comes to, I don't know, this kind of, I don't want to say more intellectual culture because that makes it seem so highbrow and like inaccessible to others. But I usually, I I will say I usually don't go to something like a punk rock concert or, um, 
you know, I won't, I probably wouldn't go to see Kesha or something like that. She might be a great Although I, I listen to those, I listen to that music <laughs> because, I mean, at the if I go to the gym, you know, I need something to pump me up, so I'll listen to pop all the time. Yeah. I, I reason I asked about the music specifically is because I was going through your TikTok page and I saw that you had the um, one of your playlists was tied poetry I believe and one of my favorite rappers is Kendrick Lamar and I saw you did a piece on uh, his song Fear and I was like well this was interesting to me because you know front facing you know and this is why we do this show because you know you only see what people are presenting to you and so front facing you give me this classical literary type of vibe but I was really shocked to see that on your page I was like oh this is interesting was that something new for you to do in terms of like hip-hop or was that where you like I'm gonna try something different or did someone suggest that to you um I think in general I mean I I always will try to go for openness so I'm I'm open to reading whatever or to trying to analyze whatever um with Kendrick Lamar you know that album of his which is entitled Damn, won the Pulitzer Prize for music. Um, and so because it was kind of, it had some accolades, uh, you know, I thought there's something, something has to be here. So I, I was trying to kind of understand it on a, a lyric level, uh, analyze it in using some of those terms of literature or literary analysis. And I found that with that uh, song in particular, those forms of analysis definitely work, which was something I, I definitely was trying to convey in that video. Um, so yeah, I, I I like that album a lot. And then his other album, To Pimp a Butterfly, I think is also very much deserving of a lot of credit. Uh, and I appreciate it because it appeals to me on that kind of uh, analytical level. Yeah. And I'm sure it would appeal to other people on like more of a level of... Um, great beats or great production or um, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We talked about your mom a little bit earlier. Your dad has also been a, um, a force in your reading life in the way of making some pretty epic bookshelves and I believe out of kitchen cabinetry. Uh, so I wanted to, to ask where, um, is that same connection with reading um, uh, with your dad, or is it um, strictly more of a carpentry kind of physical thing? No, he, my dad doesn't read. Okay. Um, I think he might be dyslexic, actually. But no, he's a, I mean, he's a rural Kentuckian. So I'm originally from Lexington, Kentucky, from central Kentucky, and he lives outside of Lexington in a little town called Paris, which in Kentucky is in a county called Bourbon County, which is where uh, they were known for making a ton of illegal bourbon like 100 or 200 years ago. Um, they're no longer producing bourbon, but it kept its name Bourbon County. Anyway, he I think he's more interested in four-wheeling and playing golf and building an addition on his house and taking care of six or seven cats or something like that um but yeah the bookshelf is impressive uh i was telling him that so i was moving out of a place that i lived and i didn't have a bookshelf or i was using somebody else's bookshelf that i was living with um and i told him i had all these books and nowhere to put them and he's like oh well i have all this old cabinetry in our garage that we weren't going to use so um, I could try to make something. So I was like, oh, okay. So he made the very tall bookshelf. And I don't know if you can tell in the videos, but um, I'm I'm a quite tall man. I'm six and a half, six, six, six. And wow. the bookshelf is basically, mm -hmm. the bookshelf is at my eye level, basically, wow. the top of the bookshelf. So, it, I mean, it's a very large bookshelf. Um, and I liked it so much that I kept collecting books, obviously. So I went back to him and asked him if he could make a second one. So he made another one that's about half the size of that tall one. So yeah, I have two uh, homemade bookshelves in my apartment. They're super heavy, super hard to move, um, but they look good and they, they hold everything and it's very sturdy. Love it. That's so sweet that he did that for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> and you did answer another one of my questions, which was, um, I was not going to ask, but from your videos, I felt like, I think Kyle's, Kyle's really tall. Like, I feel like, like much taller than, I'm 6'1", uh, and I was thinking, I feel like Kyle's definitely like 6'6". Six, six, six. That is, do you have, um, yeah. is your whole family tall? Not really. Um, 
I don't know where it comes from. Maybe a little on my dad's side, but yeah, I think, you know, growing up when I, I was always playing piano, always reading and doing these introverted things. So in Kentucky, I mean, the big sport is basketball because the University of Kentucky is such a competitive uh, basketball team on the national level. So everybody was always asking me growing up, being always the tallest person in the class or whatever, if I played basketball. And so, you know, you have to figure out a response to that if you don't actually play basketball. But eventually I found swimming. So I, I was able to tell them that I was a swimmer. And I think it comes in handy as a swimmer, um, being taller. I definitely. think it definitely does. I used to swim as a, as a youngster. Um, didn't go far, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm you only five. That six six wingspan. I know, you know, right? Yeah, I'm five five. You know, this is as good as it gets for me. So, <laughs> but yes, yeah, swimming's a great exercise. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, friend, is it time for us to switch and uh, do the rapid fire questions that we have? Look, show and tell, friend. Show and tell. That's right. I'm gonna show do it right. I'm gonna and do tell. Right. Show, show and tell. Show. Show and tell. <laughs> So, so for this, show so and this tell, this is my show and tell. Yes, okay. Kyle, this is when you show us a little something from your shelves, a book recommendation, or something that tells us a little bit more about you. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to choose a book that I just finished reading, and it is the last book I read that I was speechless. Like I had no idea what oh. to think. I didn't know whether I liked it. I didn't know whether it was good. Um, and that is this book that won the Man Booker Prize, which is a prize out of England, I believe, in 2018. And it's called Milkman. Milkman. I feel like I've heard of this book before. By Anna Burns. Um, okay. It's basically about this unnamed narrator who is growing up in what seems to be Northern Ireland, where there's a lot of conflict um, with separatists and Protestants and Catholics and all that stuff. Um and she becomes, she starts being stalked by this person named the Milkman. Um, and so it's basically just a book about her growing up in that environment. Um, it's a super, super dense book, super wordy, super kind of hard to, to understand what's really going on. Um, but I think that that's kind of the point, and that's that's why she wrote it that way, Anna Burns. So I'm still kind of processing it, but um, you know, I would wonder if anybody listening to your podcast would have read this book, um, or would want to read it and let me know what they thought of it, because I'm still having trouble kind of forming my own thoughts around it. Um, this is the kind of thing, by the way, that would normally become a TikTok video if I'm I'm using, you know, TikTok to try to process my feelings about something. But this is the type of language that is common throughout the entire book. This is the final, one of the final sentences. I exhaled, and for a moment, just a moment, for a moment, I almost nearly laughed. So it's kind of, uh, it's a, there's nothing really that special about the sentence. But I think the fact that she's repeating so many things, and there's a redundancy to the language, so... Um, just for a moment is repeated and then the, those words almost nearly you know you could take one of those words out why, do, why does it need to be almost nearly right. but in the end when she says I almost nearly laughed that means she didn't laugh um, so there's kind of that juxtaposition at play as well so I, I find that kind of thing fascinating and that's the type of uh, sentence structure that she's writing with through the entire book it's really puzzling to read at times um, so yeah, that's my show and tell is this book, Milkman, which I read because of a book group. Um, that's one of the, the ways that I get stuff on my reading list. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so appreciative of book groups because I wouldn't normally read a lot of the books that I have to read for the group. Um, so a lot of people in the group had similar reaction to me where they were kind of fascinated with the use of language and what the style was. But then other people in the group really, really hated this book. Someone called it an abomination to language. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think when there's that kind of polarizing views about something, that's when I, I want to swoop in and like figure out what's going on. So uh, yeah, Milkman by Anna Burns. See, so I love the way you just des describe that whole thing, which gives our listeners a chance to see like what your content 
contact your content is like because every you, you kind of broke down that sentence like that so I loved I just love I just had a moment I'm like ah yes this is what I'm here <laughs> for <laughs> now without reading the novel or giving too much away does that um, kind of repetitive almost overthinking thought is that part of that um, character is there a little bit of anxiety with that character oh, yeah. through the novel it's, okay it's so super, say, that sounds like my internal dialogue so I'm thinking yeah anxiety it's is super present. like I would say 90% of the novel is just her inner dialogue and her like yeah describing in really strange ways things that are going on or that she's seeing um, so yeah, it's very, it's one of those psychological novels, I think. And that isn't to say that it's like a thriller or anything because it was a slog to get through. It was, it was tough. Um, but yeah, super inner. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Lolita, how that kind of first person narration becomes so psychological, um, and almost airtight, you know, you can't really see anything other than the way that that narrator is presenting it, which is interesting so interesting to have a thriller that really is just taking place in that person's mind I and know. against themselves you're gonna make me pick up this book now, now i'm interested <laughs> good luck let me know let me know <laughs> how you interpret it because i i'm still sure. <laughs> even though it seems like you know i just talked about it for what the last five or six minutes it it seems like i might you know have something to say about it but really i'm i'm a little bit ambivalent still about it Kyle, before we get to our quick wit, I would love to have a meta moment and mm -hmm. talk about a pod within a pod. So um, Kyle, um, for the listeners or watchers, has an incredible pod called What Are You Reading? Um, that just premiered uh, beginning of January, I believe, and mm -hmm. has been cranking out some episodes. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening this morning, I think I mentioned earlier, but can you tell us a little bit about where the idea came from and how it's been going so far? Yeah, so the idea came from me kind of on a whim. Um, I don't, there wasn't much thought that went into it, actually. I already have a bit of podcasting experience just from a previous project, so it was something that I felt I had some expertise in and that I could kind of uh, whip together if I ever had to do it again. Um, but I don't know, I was just thinking of new things that I could do in 2022, uh, you know, new year, new you. And so I... Um, I thought, well, the thing that I enjoy the most, the thing that I think I can get the most mileage out of without getting sick of or burnout um, is talking with people about what they're reading, um, which is something I've always enjoyed doing. So I thought, well, how can I make that interesting? And the solution was make super short episodes. So each episode, um, I think there's one over 15 minutes, but I try to get them between 10 and 15 minutes. Um, and just have kind of streamlined but in-depth conversations about what people are reading, about how they're interpreting it, about any passages that stick out with them or to them. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the philosophy behind it. And then I put a search out kind of on TikTok, a little informal search, just asking if people would be interested in participating in this initial round of interviews. So there was probably two or three weeks where I was talking with someone every day, which gave me a lot to edit. Um, and I found that I would cut about 50% of what was talked about. So usually the conversations lasted 20 or 30 minutes and I would cut it down to, like I said, between 10 and 15 minutes. Um, but it's been fun. I mean, it's given me something to do and um, offers me even more connection with people that um, I follow on TikTok. We're mutual followers. So um, that's one of my favorite parts about TikTok is how it kind of brings people together within a kind of sub community, uh, ours being book talk. Uh, so I was happy to continue that with uh, this podcast and talk to some interesting people. Most of the books that people have brought up, I have never heard of. Um, the one that Sierra talked about, I had never heard of, but I was really glad that that was represented because um, it was a YA book and not no one had talked about a YA book yet. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting ideas for my own reading, stuff that I might be interested in reading. And also, I, I really like hearing how people's personality comes out when they talk about the books they like. So that's kind of the main goal of the whole thing. I think well, the format's great it's too. Fantastic. Yeah, as, as a, this is my third podcast, by the way. So I'm a, oh, I'm nice. a, I'm a podcast professional. So, <laughs> but I love the format and starting a podcast, a lot of people don't know this, but you kind of have to like have a reason for it. And I think yours is 
perfect because it gets right to the point. And, you know, we, we learn these days that a lot of people's attention span is it just, just, it just isn't there. So I really enjoyed the whole process from the way you had it set up, how we came in. You were like, okay, we're going to get right to the point. And I was like, yes, let's, get, let's do it. Like, I think it's a wonderful format. So I just want to compliment you on doing a great job. I think it's awesome. I really oh, think it's thanks. awesome. Thanks. Right, see, you ready for... It's time for our rapid-fire questions. All right, Kyle, these are super easy. Um, Ten questions. If you don't have an answer for it, you could just say pass. Promise you no pressure, all right? I don't want you to feel like, oh, my God, what are they asking me? It's super, super easy. So, Ryan, we'll start, and we will go, we'll alternate back and forth. All right, are you ready? At panic underscore Kyle, are you ready for some quick wit? Is this the first question? No. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's a bonus question. That's like the we'll put the put the name at the top of the test. All right. Question one. I'm ready. Go. Okay. Morning, noon, or night? Um, for what? for interpretation here i would say that i am most creative at night i get most of my ideas and most of my motivation to do things at night all right next question what was your favorite book growing up i liked wayside stories from or no sideways stories from wayside school Mm -hmm. by lewis satcher i think it is where are you a regular? Um, there's a tofu place that's up the street from my house. <laughs> there's this um, Vietnamese shopping center that's kind of cool. I mean, they have bubble tea and a bunch of other stuff, a grocery store and then little shops. And one of them specializes in Vietnamese desserts, different types of rice, and then um, this tofu that they have different flavors of. Um, that's my favorite. I probably go there two or three times a week. Oh, oh you really are okay. regular. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. Celeb that is a friend in your head or a celebrity crush that you have? Oh, wow. Um, that's tough. This is one I want to think about. Can I pass for now? Yes, you can. <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle wanted to say us, but... <laughs> Kyle if you could take us anywhere in the world tomorrow where are we going Um, I would actually bring you all here to where I live in DC and um, give you the tourist experience and also the local experience so I could show you you know different things that only the locals know about I might have to take you up on that offer friend (laughs) yeah let's do it let me know if you're ever in the area I definitely will I definitely will oh yeah Um, next question do you fall asleep to music, TV, or nothing? Um, I'm an ASMR person, so I <laughs> I need some, yeah, or like a kitten purring or a oh. thunderstorm or something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, but normally, if I, if I don't listen to something like that, it has to be silence. And I also need complete darkness to sleep. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Kyra, what's your best Halloween costume ever? Uh, when I was growing up, I only wanted to be Dracula every year. <laughs> so it never it never really branched out from there. Okay. All right. What is your theme song? Or if you don't have one, your go-to karaoke song? Um, it would be, this might surprise you. Um, it would be My Humps. <laughs> Wait a minute! That I does think my head me. just exploded. <laughs> or no, it, it might actually be Fergalicious. I think the last, <laughs> the last, um, I went to a Christmas party a few months ago, obviously, and they they had karaoke, and I definitely did Fergalicious. I got every single word because I used to be able to recite that when I was in high school, um, but it definitely impressed everybody. I need to I'm see impressed. this in person. Now I have to come to DC. So that I need to see this. I got tears in my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Wow. 
We're not expecting that, Kyle, but we love it. At all. What was, um, okay. Over here, that is hilarious. Kyle, how many books have you read this year so far? Oh, I had a I had a horrible reading month in January. I think it might have just be, been because I was starting the podcast. But I think in January I might I may have read one book. Um, this month, February has been it's been very good. Um, so I've probably read this year, I don't know, maybe eight books. Yeah. Any big standouts? Um, other than the Milkman, which I'm still ambivalent about, I read um, A Raisin in the Sun, which I've talked about on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but I love this play. I think more people should read it and should reread it. Um, and then today I just read another play this morning, a Cormac McCarthy play, which is called The Sunset, what is it? The Sunset Limited, um, which is about um, a white man and a black man who are just labeled, that's their characters' names, is white and black. Uh, they're sitting around a kitchen table and you learn that the black man has saved the white man from jumping into the subway tracks, um, attempting to kill himself. Mm-hmm. So they're they're sitting around this this table talking about God mostly, but just their their value system. Oh, that sounds Very really interesting. interesting. I got, yeah. Now I got two things I need to read from this from this episode. <laughs> the last question we have for you. What was the last thing to make you smile? Um, definitely you all. I mean, this conversation, (laughs) I think in general also, uh, you know, we all have kind of these TikTok accounts that we follow that are unrelated to book talk or to things that we would probably normally be interested in. That's kind of my favorite thing about TikTok is you get a glimpse into these other sub, um, communities. So I think my favorite TikToker is this girl who teaches people how to do crossword puzzles. Mm. Um, And then there's another one that's just devoted to sheep herding. So it's this guy in like Scotland or something that has these two border collies. And um, he teaches about the commands and how he herds the sheep and stuff like that. So it's super, yeah, super interesting. (laughs) Love it. Love it. it. Did you figure out who your celebrity crush was? Well, so I was trying to keep it to like book related, um, <laughs> it but I would say book related though. I don't know if it's a I don't know if I would say it's a crush, but I would definitely want to sit down with Sally Rooney, who wrote, um, you know, normal world, people. Where are you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I just think that she'd be interesting to talk to, but I don't know. I used to like Brad Pitt a lot. I used to like his movies. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry for. That being a bad answer. No. Not a bad answer. No bad bad answers. (laughs) I think that is it for us today. Kyle, this was so fun. Yeah, thank you. Kyle, will you tell the people at home where to follow you, where to find you? We'll tag you and all that kind of stuff, but I'd love for you to give a little plug for um, what you've got working. Yeah, so um, TikTok and Instagram will be panic underscore Kyle. I will say that on Instagram, that's more of my personal page, I would say. But everybody who wants to follow can follow me. I don't care. Um, But yeah, TikTok is the main thing for book-related content. And then there's the podcast, What Are You Reading? So not what are you reading, but what are you reading? (laughs) Um, So you can search that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you should find it. Thank you so much for coming, Kyle. That was really fun. Yeah, thank you. Wow. That was good. That was cool. That was really great, right? I really feel like I know so much more about him now. Like, I I am just absolutely blown away between, listen, I have to get to D.C. I need to see him perform Fergalicious. If it's the last thing I ever do in my life, (laughs) I'm putting it, it's on my bucket list to get to D.C. to see him perform Fergalicious, if nothing else. There is a beautiful mind there Mm -hmm. and so rich in thought and I love people who are analytical like that and who look at the mechanics I'm very obsessed in my personal life with um, Leonardo da Vinci and Leonardo da Vinci was one of those type of thinkers that Mm -hmm. looked at everything and broke it down to mechanics and sometimes that's obviously like literal big moving things like wheels and wagons but um 
breaking down those books the way that Kyle does, the way that he looks at it is just very interesting. I um, I am very interested in um, the book recommendation. I think that is Milkman. Milkman, is, right? Milkman by Anna Burns. I'm, I'm definitely Absolutely. interested. I, it feels like that's going to have to be an audio book for me. Because if... She- <laughs> I hope you know, it's available in audiobook because I don't know if going to be able to get through it as if, as through text. Um, but yeah, like you said, just the, the I think it's something so beautiful about the way he breaks down the text. Um, and even in, you know, we got a glimpse of that when he was showing, you know, doing his show and tell. You could you can really tell like he's really passionate about that kind of thing. So I, I mean, I think it's awesome. Like I said, I think he's completely different from anyone we've ever talked to so far. So I think he and I think. And I think that means a lot that he has 68,000 followers on TikTok. That really speaks to something, especially because he's not doing any like type of gimmicks or anything to get these followers. He's legit Absolutely. being himself, you know? Nope. And I think the story about his mom was the most interesting to me. Yeah. Because as, you, as someone who people might not assume um, as an introvert, I am. And so I connected very deeply with that story and having that outlet and that kind of safe, quiet place mm-hmm. with all of those brilliant texts around you. And so to think about a younger Kyle there left with all of those books and how that mind just started going in and analyzing. I mean, the story was clear, like the thread of that story to now it's like there it is Mm -hmm. and how incredible that his mom who not even a giant reader just by putting him in that space has altered the course of that man's life in such an incredible way because that analyzing absolutely goes in to music theory and all of those other avenues of his life i mean it's Mm -hmm. Really interesting. I I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful story. So props to mom. Props to mom. Shout out to the mom. And he's a true introvert with introvert with all the things that he does. I mean, I do. I too consider myself an introvert, and I know that you. Two friends. I oh my god. When we get off of this, I'm gonna be like, ooh, I need to come down. Okay. Same. <laughs> but be silent I, for the rest of the weekend. I'm telling you, like, don't talk to me. I don't have anything to say. I have not. I'm, I'm talked out. Um. But yeah, like having so many interests and talents and being so good at all of them. Like I said, he plays the piano and I've saw, I've seen several clips on his uh, Instagram. He's amazing. So, I mean, wow. I just think he's, I really enjoyed that interview so much. That was a lot of fun. It was, I just feel like I, I feel like I know him. I feel like I know him now, yeah. you know? I also feel like I'm going to, I <clears throat> mentioned that I just finished The City We Became yeah. and I've gone back to reread a couple things as I am googling more about each of the boroughs mm-hmm. and like oh why did she say this particular thing but as kyle was talking i kept in my mind thinking this is going to change the way that i look at the text of the next book that i'm reading yes and do you, not that i don't i love the english language and i'm writing too but just the way that he is so breaking down every one of those sentences i just i'm I'm more interested i think um maybe sometimes i just kind of glaze over all the all the little intricate like intricate pieces and just go straight to the feelings and so i'm kind of excited to look in that way that's how i feel with non what i do with nonfiction. but i generally don't bring that kind of analyzing to my fiction when that i read and i'm i think this interview makes me feel differently about how i'm going to open the next book Absolutely, friend. And I'm glad you said that because on tic- on Book Talk specifically, you get everyone talking about, oh, I read 38 books this month or whatnot. And now I'm wondering, well, how often are you sitting with the book that you read and and taking it apart and actually like analyzing what was said? You know, I just read, I finished reading Bency for my book club, 92 pages. And there, I know that I'm going to have to go back and reread that because there's so many things that she wrote in that book that I'm like, I need to go, I need to reprocess this, this all over again. So I think this is going to change my, my, my way of reading as well in terms of like actually sitting with the text. I found myself falling into the book talk track of, trap of like, oh, I need to read this many books this month. But maybe I don't. And then don't. you get where you don't even, I mean, I think that comes up a lot on TikTok of, I just read this book. Don't ask me what's in it because I can't remember as soon as I close it. I see a lot of those type of videos. Yes. I'm not that bad. I mean, I still remember 
characters i think that's why all my top five favorites from last year it was all about the characters that i remembered and their mm -hmm. journeys um, but i do see a lot of people like they are just like Brrr. i forgot what that was about i guarantee kyle you ask about any book kyle's read this year or probably last year mm -hmm. could give you a full thesis and I, I find that to, really interesting. I would. I wonder if he's read The City We Became. I, I wonder if he's read any N.K. Jemison. And I would love to know like how he would break that down and analyze it because she's such a thorough and deep. deep writer. I think it would be like a match made in heaven almost. Wow. Friend, That's I think very, we're on. Did he just change our lives? Kyle. Damn you, Kyle. And I have to, I mean, look, just hearing about <laughs> DC, I have not been back home um, in a while. And I love, I love DC so Same. much. I am obsessive over that city. We talked a little post um, interview with Kyle just about some of our favorite places, but it's such an interesting, diverse place. And I, I miss it. So just hearing about that was tugging on my heartstrings too. And Kyle has had a lot of very diverse um, backgrounds of the places that he's lived. And I, mm -hmm. I think all those experiences just add up to a very, very interesting and complex, um, deep person. It's yeah. really enjoyable. I think, I think that's, a, I see why he would love it. I mean, it's such a great place for culture. DC, if you were looking for some culture, honey, that's where you need to be. So I, I see why he would love it there and was trying to find a way to get back there because from what I remember from living there, I just, it's always something you can get into in terms yeah. of the arts anyway. So I, I see why he would love to be in such a place. But yeah, I just. I need to take you to the National Mall. Let's go, let's do All it. All the museums, I am a museum lover. I love to go I to museums, them. but I don't get to go often. You know, I live in North Carolina, so I, I get what I, I take what I get, okay? which is breweries. I, you want to go have some beer? I can take you to plenty of breweries. <laughs> Maybe. No, we're going to go to D.C. We're going to pick up Kyle, and we're going to hit up the Smithsonian's and yeah, National and then, Archives. We're going to analyze some deep text. And then in the and night then, at karaoke. It's not, I'm not, I'm going to never forget this. You, I was going to say, I keep forgetting. I, I will never forget this. My mind literally blown, was blown. I, my head exploded on camera. I don't know if you saw it or not. And said, so didn't miss a word. <laughs> didn't miss a word. Had to add that in. I didn't miss a word. People were very impressed with me. I was like, you better. Your six foot six cute self up there know, doing right? so delicious. You better. <laughs> I love it. I love karaoke. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm -mm. That was awesome. Well, that's good. Well. All right. This is it, you guys. What an awesome interview we've had today. Please make sure you are following us on our social medias. We are on TikTok at Sierra.Ann.Ryan. And we are also and on YouTube. YouTube. Yes. Sierra.Ann.Ryan.Talk. Talk. T-A-L-K-T-O-K. There's a link. It's much easier. But. Yes. Just click the link. <laughs> click the link and subscribe. Make sure you're commenting, leaving reviews, all of the good things to move us up the charts. Um, and yeah, that's it. We will see you guys in the next episode. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Bye.